when the zombie apocalypse comes, who are you going to turn to for all your gaming informational needs? Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken over the airways, but in a different form. This is Alpha Geek Interviews, live on Versus the World Radio, with myself, Gnome Wise, joined by my lovely wife. Iolite. And joining us through the magic of the intertubes, we have Greg and Liz Dean from reallifecomics.com. Say hello to the lovely listeners. Hello to the lovely listeners. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm detecting a difference in enthusiasm between our two guests. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck computers. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we just lost our rating. <laughs> right uh, perhaps I should have mentioned earlier, ladies and gentlemen, that this <laughs> evening's broadcast of Alpha Geek Interviews will be rated M for mature. <laughs> Way to go there, Liz. I always I, like to break cheers. I'm feeling the like love. Uh, yeah, oh. and, and, and I think we're, we might even keep this more PG than our own show and still be uh, not safe for television. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's always we'll the see. quiet ones. Well, speaking of, there's a nice segue there. You implied that you've got your own internet radio show, not merely a podcast, but as we are doing now and as we do on Versus the World Radio, you do a live shoutcast and then release it as a podcast. Tell us about it. Well, it doesn't everyone have a live show at this point? I mean, isn't that yeah. just what you do now? It's like I have my here's it my is Facebook the account. Way as God intended. I, yeah, my MySpace, Facebook, and here's my internet radio show. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it, we do it on Sundays when we feel like it. Um, it's called Two Drink Minimum, and that's I've been told that's that's what you need to have in you to enjoy it. Um, yeah. That's pretty accurate. Well, it's kind of what we need to be having us too, in order for us to be enjoyable. So, yeah, it works both ways. It's two drinks for everyone. And where can that be found? Actually, where can it be found? Yeah, where on the interwebs? But where? Uh, I apologize. The dog just started barking as she was talking there, so she cut off. It was at uh, two drink minimum show dot com, um, and we're on UStream and all that fun stuff too. We do video broadcasts and. The whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're braver than yeah. I because I, me, I have face for radio, um, so not so much. Yeah, well, so does Ben. <laughs> not me though. I'm a handsome devil. Well, we're on. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Facebook and Twitter and all the other things hooked up together. So whenever we have an interesting life event, and our- yes, she did because she's old like <laughs> me. The Facebook. <laughs> I'm no, on the I Facebook. I found it on the I did not say the Facebook. We're recording this yes, year. Yes, you did. Well, we'll go back. We'll go back and listen to it then. I didn't mean to say it that way, but whatever. Um, so we're on Facebook and Twitter, and yes, we are ancient compared to you guys. I just saw your post on your website where you're talking about celebrating your 30th birthday. You young mumps. And I got a little pissed. <laughs> Why? Because we're pushing the next decade beyond that, my love? Yeah, I'm only a couple of months away from the next one, yes. Yeah, well, you get there first. Yeah, and I have a two-month-old. 
Yeah. What the hell were we thinking? We weren't. That was the problem. <laughs> there was tequila involved. Speaking of two-drink minimum, oh, yeah. yeah, careful of that, kids. Don't do drugs. Yeah, we, we That's what's going to happen on our next show. Tequila. What's going to happen on our next show? Live conception. Oh, I see. On the air, what do you think? Like, imagine yeah. the ratings. That'd be phenomenal. I, I think YouTube would kick us off. That's for sure. I'm sure you should kick us That's why you... I can help you. I can stream that, uh, you know, host it for you with no restrictions. So, bow, chicka, pow, pow. Sweet. <laughs> Except for the conceptions Those of you between you and Ben. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. sick burn. <laughs> Did you say it was at twodrinkminimum.com? Twodrinkminimumshow.com. Yes. We even have an 800 show. number. Oh, apparently I can't remember that. You have an 800 number? I am so jealous, but I'm afraid... Actually, what my take it back. It's not a to call it's not We just have a number you can call us if you wanted to. It's a uh, it's a yep. uh, four eight number. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you tell them what it is? Oh, I believe that number is forty eight eight zero two drink minimum. <laughs> now, that's a nice segue to something that something that Greg and I will be doing later in the show in one of our later segments. We'll be having a throwdown of the drop-in variety, yes. As those of you who have listened to Versus the World Radio know that all pretty much all the shows, maybe with the exception of Emperor's Court in 2040, have kind of a special love for drop-ins. And what I learned when I did my sound check with Greg last week was <laughs> that um, so does he. So we're going to have a You just couldn't hold it in, could ya? It, it was like it was like a zit waiting to be popped. He's young. He'll learn stamina and control later in life. I understand these things. Don't worry. She still loves you. Careful. You do that. You kill yourself sometimes. Oh. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. Sometimes? Yeah. I'm not touching that. I'll be in the car. Oh. So the thing that got you on my radar originally is this... Uh, Little website you've had going since I don't know, uh, since you were before you were able to legally drink apparently in 1999. Yeah. Oh yeah, three years before I was able to legally drink. Matter of fact, that I could just I could just right. get porn. Blow me, that sucks, man. You could just barely get porn, huh? This is the internet age. <laughs> porn finds you. Well, I'm an I'm in, I'm in Walk up to her mother the other day and say, "Mommy, what's red tube?" Oh God. Oh, God. Brain bleach. Uh-huh. That was an interesting conversation for the mom. Showing the need for uh, internet blocking for parents, definitely. I'm terrified of the time when our kids get old. God, yes. Surf on the web. No, we shouldn't ask what chat roulette was. (laughs) That's a place where you go to see penis. Penis, 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 butt, penis. Yeah, that's pretty much the summary right there. Yeah. Nice. And that's uh, a drop-in for our show vaginas. later. <laughs> Say that again, Liz. Oh, I said, I, I guess you don't see vaginas there. I thought we were doing the penis, 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 vagina, vagina, vagina. Well, there are, there are no women on the internet. That's a, that's that's a fact. True. No. There are certainly no women on chat roulette. <laughs> Not that I've actually been on chat roulette. And you never will because I love no. you too much to let you do that. No, but if we could always tell the story of my first internet experience... Later, dear. Later. After there's more alcohol. Yeah, involved. there would need to be significantly yeah. more alcohol before we tell that story live on the air. <sighs> so, this uh, little thing you got going there, reallifecomics.com. What up with that? 
it's a thing. It's just a thing I do, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, mostly, you're a chef. It, it's what I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. That's true. Oh, yeah. there's a difference. There is a difference. I'm I'm trained to be a chef, but I'm not in fact a cook. Or I'm not in fact a chef. <laughs> Which uh, one is it, Greg? I'm figuring it out slowly. <laughs> no, nah, it's a uh, breathe nah, deeply. I think we use to, these words in a sense. You have to, you have to be either a sous chef or a uh, uh, the head chef to really be a chef. I think. So you're a line cook. Oh. Okay, let's, let's first talk about the comic, then we can talk about chefing, <laughs> yeah. and then we can move on to we, we, We've gone way off on a tangent here. Back up the truck. I, I, yeah, okay, reallifecomics.com. Go. Real Life Comics. It's, uh, it's a comic I do about me and my friends. I mean, that's really... It, it sounds almost cheesy now, but... Way I mean, to sell it. That's good. Well, that, that, that's what it really is, what, what it comes down to. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but when, you, when you get down to it, it was a comic about me and my friends before... The a comic about me and my friends genre took off. Yeah, I mean, you were you were. I wasn't the first, but yeah, it was in the proto. You're the, groundbreaking the, 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 here. But it, it was ninety nine. I mean, there was nothing on the web then. I mean, in, in terms of comics, I think the oldest web comic that people have been able to really find goes back to ninety six or ninety seven. So, you know, the, old, the, old, the oldest that that's really been around anyway. I think that's Sabrina. So what? What gave you the idea that this would be something worth doing? If there was, I mean, there was a dearth of these things, what what the hell were you thinking? When you're in a job like tech support for the state of California, you find that you have a lot of spare time on your hands. <laughs> Not much to do to kill that time. Um, I, I, I had been doing comics, goofy comics, but what, what have you, but uh, since third grade. I mean, I'd been drawing in some... Fashion, or I never really did anything serious with them, and somewhat stand still not. Um, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I stumbled onto a. I used to be a big into to Ultima Online, and uh, you know, in my time killing at the, the Trade and Commerce Agency, You're I uh, stumbled onto a. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do continue. I'll have you know I was fifteen. Okay. Ninety-five. Yeah, that was about fifteen. Anyway. Um, I found a comic that was a it was a screenshot comic from Ultima Online called I'm a Newbie, and uh, really goofy. But you know, it was it was the first sort of online sequential comic that I could log on to fairly reliably and see you know new episodes. It was kind of a neat thing for me. And then I I found um, uh, PVP by Scott Kurtz, and that kind of gave me oh, a little yes. kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. There was another one. Um, uh, by a, a guy named Zach Strom. He's unfortunately not doing comics anymore. He's working for Nintendo or whatever he's doing up there now. But uh, um, he he did a comic called Ether Life, and that kind of uh, the whole the whole impetus there, I guess, was just that it was a nifty way for me to kill some time, um, stretch my creative muscles. I really never intended to do it for a decade. Uh, it just kind of happened, and, here you are. and uh and here I am. I started playing around with Illustrator on the computers at work. And uh, that's exactly ten, what happened. And ten years later, I'm still doing this crap. Well, almost eleven. Almost, yeah, coming up on eleven. Be eleven in November. Now I'm curious. Wow. I don't know your actual full biography, there, Liz. Was he already doing this when you met, or is this something that he started doing after you were already hanging out together? No, if you uh, if you read the comic, you can see kind of uh, where I I began. I actually showed up in the comic before he actually uh, formally introduced me. 
Um, but I actually was a fan of his comic. Uh, I had taken one of those quizzes. It's like, who's your ideal um, web cartoonist or something like that? Sorry, hold on. And uh, oddly enough, Real Life Comics by Greg Dean popped up. And so I, I started reading the comic. And I told all my girlfriends, I said, you know what? I'm going to date Greg Dean one day. And they're like, do you even know him? And I said, no. <laughs> and uh, and they were like, okay, sure. Whatever, crazy. Sam a little more concerned about how I didn't even know this test existed. Because I would have tried to rig those. I would have been uh-huh. following those results. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she never was able to find it for me. I'm I'm very confused as to where this test went wound up. Anyway, so, so this um, is the earliest Greg version of eHarmony. Yeah, pretty uh, yeah. much. <laughs> well, uh, one Valentine's Day evening, I was um, dateless and decided to go into Greg's forums, and there was a thread in there that said uh, called "Greg is cute." And so I went, well, I can relate with that. So I went into that thread and posted something, and then Greg started pri- private messaging me. Messaging, Bong, not measuring. Me. And uh, sup, you sound kind of hot. You know, we started talking Move and around then here met often. around here often. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, Is that the, the kind of drop in for this yep. one? Oh yeah. That was the perfect weapon for that one. <laughs> that was perfect. We need to have what we need is background music, romantic background music. Anyway, so uh, no, I he had actually had two girlfriends in the comic before me. One of them named Liz, so it was very confusing when I did come into the comic. Um, cool. But I actually show up in the comic as Ed from HR <laughs> to begin with, and then he puts me in the backgrounds of a few comics. And uh, what's kind of funny about Ed from HR is that it was just a joke between the two of us because we were trying to find him a girlfriend, <laughs> and I ended up being his girlfriend. But um, my initials now are ED. Although I don't think we ever that was funny. Fine. That was I don't think we ever lived in a place right that was uh, HR. So you know, there's that. You shut the hell what up. you're saying? You saying hired a human resources person to find you a date. <laughs> you know when you're, when you're when you're. When you're on the, the internet and you're still sort of shy about the whole, you know, asking people out kind of thing, which I was. I was an absolute nerd. Um, oh, on our first date, he told me, he's like, I think he was a great friend. Don't. Okay. <laughs> and I want to go back and I want to oh. kick Greg circa 2002 in the nuts. Because what I didn't understand then was that that's not what you want to say to anybody ever. On a first date. <laughs> That's like saying, I uh, don't ever want to have sex with you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't really understand how that would go. But you know how it is when you're, when you're sort of uh, flirting back and forth with people. You come up with these silly, stupid things you do on the phone or what have you. I mean, it was stupid. Looking back, Seems it's stupid. like a good idea at the time. Well, well, there were a few girls, I have to say, there were a few girls on the forums that were fighting for his attention. And so what, just creepy. what he did was is, just creepy. is he made up a questionnaire himself of like his favorite things and then No, I responded <laughs> to a questionnaire. Okay. Well then he responded I didn't make and, this up. And, I wasn't and a bunch of you know. girls responded. I also responded. But so then we started saying that we had to sift through it and yeah. that's where the Ed from HR thing came. It was it was my way of sort of uh, ah, talking so without you were interviewing applicants then. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. 
Oh, you're dumb kids. He's he's just lucky that I was the aggressive one because where would we be at now? Nowhere. Well, interestingly yeah. enough, <laughs> I was the aggressive one in our relationship, too. You think so? A long time ago. I love you. You're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, we can't tell that story <laughs> on the air, either. We have nearly enough to drink. No. <laughs> we can't, uh, interestingly enough, you can tell all these stories on the air. We, yeah, I'm we've okay had with the it. Should you is the other question. Right. I it my, my life's all out there. God damn it, dog. Our dog is running back and forth trying to see if she could be as noisy as possible. I'm going to lock see, you in the fucking bedroom. We locked our dog outside, and he's barking like crazy, so we're in the same boat here. Actually, yes, that segues well, into know. a question I did have I did have for you was what – it's been an interesting choice to live your life in public through this interesting medium of retelling at least little segments of your life through little a public events. comment. Yeah. Through, through the comic. Degree, yeah. And – yeah, and what's, has that experience been universally positive or universally negative or somewhere in the gray area between? I I guess I'd have to say universally po- I don't really... Nothing bad has ever come of it. I don't know. It's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to, um, you know, have people judge you for whatever. You know, well, when, yeah. you're, when you're putting... As an artist, when you're putting yourself out there... Uh, that's bound to happen. It's just the way life works. But it's hard sometimes to have someone, you know, criticize you for something like one of your beliefs or criticize whatever. I I had someone. That, that's interesting. I was going to ask what they criticized you over. <sighs> well, I had one per- I had one person um, email me and complain was complaining about how Greg had started drawing Liz with bigger breasts, which isn't true. <laughs> Which isn't true, but he seemed to think that he was being uh, Greg was starting to be a little bit more fan servicey, and uh, I it, it's hard to get those kinds of emails. Or, or I, when we first started dating, people used to email me and say, you know, you ruined the comic, or um, which was fun times, or you're just a, a transient girlfriend. Or I would get, I had to eventually go private with things because I used to get like instant messages from people who just wanted to talk to me about Greg. And it, it was hard for a while. It's and you know I'll, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It, it, it's it's yeah, an up and down. We've, we've discovered over the years that the the anonymity of the internet makes people do and say things they would never do and say to your face. And it's gotten well. That's and, not true either. <laughs> and I will say, you know what? I, I call me a casual observer here, but is it gotten worse? Is it just me, or is that has that anonymity of the internet thing gotten worse? In recent years, I'm not sure if it's gotten worse, but there's just a hell of a lot more of them. I don't think it's yeah. the anonymity of the internet, honey. I think that that there's it, it, there's the nature of I've taken face to face communication out of the picture. It's the same thing. The person you know writing the flame post or sending the crazy, I mean, crazy insane email, and how many of those do I get? And it's just. It, it's it's that I don't have to look you in the eye. I don't have to recognize you as a legitimate human being, and therefore I can somehow treat you differently. Well, I mean, if you look at the front page of VTW Productions right now, Octail's got a great blog post out there about people who have just gone off the reservation, completely off the rails with this whole Blizzard Entertainment real ID concept. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, because... Oh man, the oh the wailing and the gnashing of teeth, where 
your forum posts on the various Blizzard product forums will be associated with your real freaking name from a certain point in the future forward. That's right. I think it is fucking brilliant. Well, what does it the matter, best though? Like idea ever. Your real name, uh, it still doesn't mean anything to anyone. No, I mean, it's, it's just, it's having your name out there. For me, it doesn't matter. I use my real name everywhere I go. I don't hide myself from anything. But there's a ton of people who I bet you if, if their real name was out there and they knew there was a chance of someone looking them up, they might watch their, their act a little bit. I more. know there's people that don't like to use their real name at all on the internet, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those people aren't going to be able to post on the Blizzard forums. I think it's fucking brilliant. I mean, my, Cliff, my buddy Cliff came and talked to me today, and he said uh, he just can imagine that that at that meeting where that got approved, all the community managers for for uh, for Blizzard throwing a bottle of Jack Daniels in the garbage, saying, "Well, I guess I don't need this anymore." Uh huh. <laughs> I can get up and face the world with a clear. Oh God, it's so wonderful. Yeah, and really, he seems very responsible for a lot of his hair loss. So, <laughs> the barest minimum. People will think, should think twice before just posting completely retarded flame bait on the forums because there's that tiniest chance that the crazy SOB on the forums will look them up IRL and and speak to them about their forum post with a brick. I'm also going to say that it doesn't necessarily have to be on the internet. We get people at conventions sometimes that come up and like, Say some of the meanest things, like... Um, well, well, some of them, are, I think, are unknowingly mean. Yeah, obviously. I don't think people would actually come up and say something mean, but they'll come up and say, you know, I used to read your comic until it started to suck. Or, you know, like... Uh, like idle chatter, right? This is, I mean, the problem is that we are, we are in a subset of, of culture that is not blessed with social graces. <laughs> not so much, no. <laughs> so you can just imagine... What, kinda, geeks? What you, uh, socially <laughs> awkward? Socially Us? Awkward. Really? What? Yeah. And so you get these people that, you know, come up and like, you know, oh, I, I used to be a fan of yours, or I, I, I used to do this, or... And it's like, uh, why did you have to say that? You know, you could have just been like, hey, it's nice meeting you, and then walking on, you know? I'm A-OK well, with you just, just keeping that. stayed the hell home. <laughs> There's that, too. Uh, one of my favorite stories about um, odd convention guests is um, when we shared a booth at Comic-Con with Fred Gallagher from Mega Tokyo fame. Um, yes. Nothing controversial Fred decided, there. <laughs> Fred decided that he... We, well, we had... It had been a crazy booth. It was a bad idea to begin with. Yeah. Um, but Fred had decided to go take a, a lunch break, which is, is fine. He's allowed to do that. But we just happened to be watching the booth while he was gone. Well, uh, a guy walks up and he just hands Greg his... Uh, his sketchbook and says, would you mind drawing in this? And Greg says, oh, sure, thanks. And the guy goes, I'm a really big fan of yours. And it's like, oh, that's wonderful. That's nice to hear. So Greg opens it up and, and touches the pen to the paper and says, you know, what? which character would you like me to draw? And he says, oh, uh, Piro. And Greg went, oh, I- I'm not Fred. I'm sorry. And the guy snatches the book away from Greg like Greg had destroyed something that was holy of his. Desecrated my book? Yes, that's pretty much what it was. And he like closed it and glared glared at Greg and then ran away. Not not just walked away, ran away. Like Greg had destroyed (laughs) The the bad man touched the book. The bad man touched the book. (laughs) 
I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are an odd bunch of people. Just just in general, our our subset of culture is an odd bunch of people. I love them, but or oh, love God. us. I, I hope them. you're not just figuring this out now. Oh no 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 no! It's just you know that I work with them all day every day, and I am one happily and proudly. To the point yeah, that's where the hard part. First... Is, I know that I, I know that I am one, but it's like I'm like a self-hating Jew or something. You know, I know I will never not be a geek. <laughs> I am a geek down to well, my very core. But I mean, I think we're we're a different subset of geek because we're a subset of geek that is at least not socially awkward enough to consider doing something as pub- publicly as we do. You do your website with your comic and internet radio and podcast, and so that speaks to a certain level of not minding so much showing yourself to others. There's plenty of people within the tribe, as I refer to them, who would never consider that level of extroversion. Well, that's what we have to tell ourselves well, to sleep at night, at least. I just, yeah, basically. I, I found a long time ago that there's really very little that people's opinion can do to you. Um, I don't really care what what anyone knows about what I do in my public life. I mean, I've, for God's sake, I've done comics... I guess I blanked it out, but I've done comics about me and Liz talking about a fantastic BM we've had. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, all right. A, a, a wonderful, top-grade, you know, number one shit. Yeah. Just one of those shits that just comes out the bowl on both sides. I was going to say, we're sitting here talking about basically the John Gabriel the John Gabriel internet fuckwad theory, and you're using the term BM all of a sudden. One of these things is not like the others. My my bad, my bad. Well, uh, you know, let me I, you there's way. nothing really to be ashamed of. You know, it's it, it is what it is. We have, we have a oh, baby. Oh, so yeah, um, our conversations consist of poop, shit, pee, and vomit. <laughs> hey, babe, I think we don't have some projectile vomit going on over there. Welcome to your future. Yeah, I can only imagine that how. Up. how how horribly fucked up we're going to be but, after having kids. Yeah, we, we don't have kids, but those are what we talk about all the time, too, so it's fine. It won't be any well, Hey, I think she got some distance on that one. <laughs> Essentially, um, <laughs> if you want to know what you're going to be like after you have kids, you're talking to them, so God help you both. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're basically my kids now. I've already, I, I, did, I will say this, I already have, I already have my first comic after we have kids planned. I know exactly what I'm going to do. We do the entire comic at, in the style the of Baby Blues. Oh God! Well, don't destroy it. Why did you do that? I'm going to mimic Baby Blues down to the down to every last drawing style. Well, that's what the comic is going to be like after. That's so right. It's going to be all Baby Blues. That's right. I don't know that anyway. <laughs> I'm going to draw Greg with a big oh, old I, I nose. Think, <laughs> I, I do think your comics have to lead up to you know um, Liz killing you in the delivery room. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably well like happen. decapitating you with a PSP or something. Yeah. Oh, that's what's kind of nice. Why did you, going back, did you file the edges oh. down on that Nintendo DS? Come closer, I'll tell you. Just, just, just use a MacBook Air. You don't have to work, do any work at all. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, can you sharpen your What iPad? I was going to say is going back to your earlier question about um, whether it's been a positive experience or not. We do have a lot of like wonderful fans that come out of the woodwork especially when something big happens in our lives and they're amazing amazing people like when well because it's a comic all about greg's life 
um, you know, the lead up to us getting married and the planning of the wedding and, and the wedding itself was all in the comic. And um, it's nice to know that there, we kind of have a separate family that's out there watching us and living with us, too. And it's it's nice in that regard. There's, there's people we can share with, you know, that we don't necessarily yeah. know. It's kind of interesting. No, we had we had that experience recently. My uh, uh, my daughter came eight weeks early, and uh, so it was it was scary Ow. there for a little while. And and the day she was born, uh, we had four hundred tweets in the space of like an hour responding, responding to my, my, my to little my little quick announcement, announcement of you know welcome Alexa, and yeah. was completely floored by the the level of response just from the subsection of our listener base that uses Twitter. So it was an extremely humbling experience. They had the same kind of warm, fuzzy feeling that you just described from the, you know, the internet people who we've never met and yet hang out with every week. Right. Yeah, it, it's... Go ahead. No, I don't know. I was going to say, it's just it's amazing. Um, you know, we had some people that sent us wedding gifts and people have helped out with, um, you know... Tuition. Tuition when, you know, when the economy crashed and they stopped giving out student loans, I didn't know what I was going to do. But, uh, you know, people helped out with my tuition and uh, got me through that semester. And uh, it's, it's just, it's heartwarming when those things happen. And those are the times that make up for the people that are douchebags and email you about stupid shit. So. <laughs> and I like, and I like. restores your faith. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and it's also kind of fun because you know when we go to conventions. I'm not your traditional. I, mean, I, I imagine your traditional standoffish guy. There's a lot of people I know who who go and um, I won't say fear their fans, but don't really uh, hang <laughs> with their fans. And I'll I'll go out to beer with you. I'll I'll hang out. You know, it's just it's fun. It's 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 nice to meet people. Well, that's why we go to conventions. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that we go to conventions to make big bucks, but we hardly ever break even. No, it's I, I mean, rare. I think it's been a long time since we've broken even. And um, we go to, to meet the fans and to get a connection with them. And a lot of the people we meet at conventions end up being lifelong friends of ours that we'll stay in contact with and visit when we go places. Yeah. And, you know, it. That's. So you're, I mean, that's you're feeding it, the dreams of every fan con attendee because that's what we all <laughs> fantasize is going to happen when we meet our, you know, insert idol, internet idol here. Because I well, totally hang with those people because they're so much like me. So be careful. We're, we're not. We're not the idol. Sadly, we're. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll go out and have uh, you know a beer with you afterwards, or we'll we'll hang out with you. It's you know, it's not like unless you're creepy. Unless you're creepy, that's all I'm saying. Cool. What was your well, address again? Yeah, we'll, we'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, um, we actually I mean, make a lot of friends at conventions that are just fans, and then we hang out with them afterwards, and then stay friends with them afterwards. So, I mean, we're cool like that. Yeah. <laughs> we had this experience. Uh, we went over to the UK, and while we were there... Gnome Wise looked up a person he'd been listening to on the radio. Uh, stalked him. Stalked, stalked him actively. Him, stalked Total nice. Biscuit actively. <laughs> and uh, actually went into his place of business and said, Hi, I'm here from the United States. And I, I was listen wondering to your show. If, I listened to your show. I was wondering if you'd have a beer with me. 
And we did. Several, actually. Actually, he drank vodka, but that's yeah. just how he rolls. And and we did. Awesome. And he came to Arizona and, and got to see us. And it was just, it was nice. It was the beginnings of a friendship. Yeah. But at the same time, there was another person on the air did the show with him who was like, I can't believe you're going to meet them. They could, they could you know, they be, could be They could be internet murderers. Insane. What are you yeah. doing? So I, I totally I, get I that. Sound, it, there's a very small percentage of serial murderers out in the world. <laughs> I get to meet one web comic, so you're pretty safe. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, we've had we actually had uh, back in 2004 a, a forum member that we'd never really met in person and only talked with a number of. T- I mean, we've talked with him, I guess, a number of times, but didn't really know the guy. Um, said, "Hey, I'm coming by, you know, through the states at this particular time. Uh, wonder if I can come crash with you." I'm like, "Sure." Had a guy come stay with us for a week, and then we went and stayed with him for a week when we went to London. Yeah, we went we went to London, and uh, well, we we went. We went there. We went there for a convention back in 2007, and uh, we told them, "Well, you know, as long as you're flying us out there, why don't you just space those tickets out by about two weeks, and uh, we'll figure uh-huh. it out." So we went. We went to the convention, stayed the rest of the time with our buddy in Guildford. Awesome convention, by the way. Oh, it was okay. An anime convention in a field in the middle of nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but Bedfordshire. I mean, it was up. You know, or was it Bedfordshire? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, but by Milton Keynes. I mean, it was a, a three-day or two-day anime convention where everyone camped in tents. And, there, and it was just, it was the craziest <laughs> awesome. thing I've ever seen. But it was so effing cool. And they fucking, play, fucking cool. And they, and they play games. So you, can, you can say those things. Most, I know, I know. The most creative convention game I've ever seen was they played uh, Battle Royale, but it was with squirt guns. Actually, it was with whatever you got in the yeah. bag from, you know, so, so some people got pot lid, some people got water, like a water grenade, some people got, you know, the super soakers, some people, you know, got a whisk. And actually, the gal that won is the one that got a whisk. She somehow won. <laughs> she hid until, she hid until almost, the last person was up and then grabbed a super soaker from somebody that had dropped theirs and squirted the last guy. It was awesome. Which you really do have to see Battle Royale if you've not seen it. Um... I would I would say that's uh, pretty much a requirement. Yeah, yeah. If you have the means, anyway. you highly recommend picking one up. Picking one up? You mean a copy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, we are up against our, our first music break here. So we'll be Alrighty. going to, I believe we're going to play a little fatty here. This is going to be Nerdcore. Uh, beware. All grown-up lyrics on this tune here, so if you uh, haven't had your fragile hearing shattered by now, you're about to have it shattered to... Oh, God damn it. All right, you are listening to Alpha Geek Interviews Live (laughs) versus the World Radio. We are so fired. Oh, fuck you. Right after this. Oh, Octail's going to kill This song contains strong language. Listener discretion is advised.
in my stomach. Ah, well, what's in your ears then? Versus the World Radio at gtwproduction.com. Ah, I love that place, man. Wait, what? And Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio. I'm Nomwise, that's Highlight. And joining us over the miracle of the interviews, we have Greg and Liz Dean from reallifecomics.com. And when we left you before that lovely melodic music break from Fatty for the Win, we were talking about conventions. Now, you are regular attendees, I assume, at uh, animation and Comic-Con type uh, conventions, I'm assuming, is where you frequent? Well, not Comic-Con anymore, I don't think. Um, Specifically San Diego Comic-Con, you're thinking there? Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con, we are just burned out on and really, it's it's the biggest money loser of all time. Yeah, we went into debt it over seems... last year. So. Ooh, ouch! It seems yeah. you've got just, kind just... Of too big for its britches in some ways. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, let's just put it this way: for for those of you who aren't exhibitors, I'm gonna let you into the the, the world of the exhibitor at Comic Con. Um, first off, forgetting about Comic Con itself, you have to deal with the fact that a Motel Six room for that week costs around two hundred and fifty dollars a night. Mm-hmm. The convention goes, well, as an exhibitor, you have to get there probably like Monday, Monday. or Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday at the very latest, but Monday or Tuesday. And we used to get there on Wednesday and set up before preview night, and that was hell. Yeah. But, yeah. So you have to get there at least Tuesday night. So you're looking at, what, six nights, five nights? And then you leave Monday morning. Right. And so that's seven nights of paying $200 a night. And, you know, you stack, you know, four or five people in that room, and it's still, you know, about two, about three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, three four hundred dollars. And that's just the hotel costs. So, you know, forgetting the hotel costs and food costs, for a 10 by 10 booth at Comic-Con, it is $1,800. For the base. No, thank you. To start. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, you know, we, we shared it with a couple other cartoonists, and we had it too wide, so it was, you know, $3,600. And that's, by the way, that price is only if you pay at Comic-Con the year before. So, so if you register... Price. 
Right. I think it's like twenty four hundred dollars yeah. for I I can't remember, but it's it's well over two thousand dollars if you don't pay at the show. Just for a ten by ten. And that's and that's if you yeah. can get a booth. I think that's known as pricing well, yourself out of the business. So for so so far we're at like forty four hundred dollars, thirty eight to forty four hundred dollars for a blank table sure. and. Yeah, and then consider oh, getting the merchandise there. Oh, I said you have to get all your yeah, merch shipping there. Everything. Which... Well, we we drove down because we live you know we live in Sacramento, so it's an eight hour drive. But but he, but we don't have a car big enough to get all the merchandise down. Um, and all the booth furniture and all the other stuff you need. You know, last year was a big one for us because we had this big giant uh, banner that went behind us, and we had a whole bunch of uh, various different merchandise things we were bringing with us. So, you know, last year we had to rent the car, and that's another what six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. Just almost like a grand right. for the SUV. Yeah, and, uh, I'm going to tell you, there's no way we made back even a fifth of that. Yeah, not mm-hmm. even close. Yeah, you know, that's just it's just the the, the fact of the matter is is it. Unless you live in San Diego, <laughs> there's it's really hard to make a profit there. I mean, or unless you're one of the big it's, giant distributors and you know you're you're selling thousands of dollars of comics a day, that's fine. But for for Joe Schmo, there's just no way. This is going to sting a bit in the in the bank account department. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we so if you we love seeing a convention. Go ahead. Oh, oh I was going to say you love uh, we love seeing, seeing the. Fan. We love seeing the fans there, but we just, it's, it's tough. You know, you, you don't love them so much after the, um, you know, seventh day of being there. And you, uh, plus it's one of the most grueling conventions to work. I mean, you're there morning till night. Oh, you can't leave your booth or you're missing out on something. I mean, you're there. And it, it, the vendors have to be there by about 6 or 7 a.m. And then it doesn't close until about 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you fight to get dinner somewhere uh, and get back to your hotel room, it's almost 11. And you have to get up and be back there at 6. Every okay. restaurant within a 20-mile radius is completely swamped, I assume, and, and oh, probably not just to begin with. Odd. And costs an arm and a leg to eat at. The Gas Lamp District, which is the north, the area just north of the convention center, is just a madhouse. Don't Don't even bother. And then, you know, you go out with other cartoonists or, or fans or something afterwards and you have a drink and that gets more expensive and it's just, uh, it. And you get back to your hotel room and it's 11 o'clock and you have to back up at 4 or 5 to be back at the convention center. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It, it got to be too and much we, for us. We've had kind of a, a similar backlash where in previous years, I mean, we, we sprang out of what used to be WOW Radio. Um, and once we broke up, one of the, the fragment that we went with was Versus the World Productions. And we made it a regular thing to attend and cover BlizzCons just because you know, when we were WoW Radio, we were all about Blizzard. So, of course, you would go to a Blizzard right. convention. And in the early days, uh, Blizzard was quite happy to have us stream their content live because basically, hey, free promotion. And we would take the, the panel presentations and stream it out to our listener base and more people would be able to hear the content than could actually attend the con, which was at capacity anyway. Over the years, right. they scaled back and realized that they could make a buck off that and, real, and have DirecTV doing it now. So we got locked out further and further. And this year, we just kind of looked at it and said, why the hell do we want to go to BlizzCon when everything is expensive, they jack the price of the tickets up, and we can get all... We're not allowed to broadcast the information ourselves, so we can just receive the same press releases at the same time as everyone else. Screw it. 
we're going to Vegas. So our team is going to go to the Vegas for the entire the week. Vegas. Go to Vegas the entire week <laughs> leading up to BlizzCon <laughs> for maybe one one quarter of the cost of what it would cost to go to BlizzCon. You realize at some point that you're just going to these conventions out of you know habit or tradition, and you're not really getting anything out of them. Um, you yeah, know, to some we, degree. We had that realization, and therefore Vegas. I have I have a so, suggestion for you if you would like to do a, a convention that is um, left of center and not what you would normally do, though. And you might like it actually. <laughs> Which way? Well, it depends. <laughs> I'm thinking DefCon. Oh God. Defcon. Why would you event. wish that on the Defcon? Oh God! <laughs> Tell them about. I have Defcon. heard of it. I've never, I've never been to it or looked into it. Defcon is a, a hackers convention. Oh, it, that's they pick right. The the absolute worst hotel that remains standing on the strip. <laughs> it's Riviera last year. It's the Riviera again this year. Oh God! And they take it over. And um, they, it's it's basically between hundred and one hundred and twenty dollars cash at the door. Cash only, no paper cash trail. Cash only, no paper trail. Not paranoid at all. Um, wow. And they get some really big names in, and they get um, lots and lots of practitioners in. And so um, they do contests like Spot the Fed. Um, they do the Wall of Sheep. Where if all if they're able to hack into your portable electronic devices, they basically post all of your personal information on the wall. I'm a huge projector, yeah. On a huge projector. We've owned this person. Um, Leave they, your BlackBerry at home. They have the... Um, and then they have these crazy, very much our subculture kind of events in the evening. They'll have their parties in the evening. And by parties, I mean parties. The black and white ball. The, and they have the black and white ball. Um... Which is a lot of leather. Yeah. And um, it's, it is, but it's all, these are, these are guys who will sit down and take any piece of electronics you would like apart. They have the lock picking village in one portion, go in and, you know, buy all your different lock picks and such. It's really an interesting, but it's kind of, you said you do a tech support um, sort of thing. It's it's well, more in line with the crazy side of that. In, in I did tech support in ninety nine or ninety eight when you know <laughs> it was it was fairly easy you know because I, I don't know computers were in their infancy I I didn't really keep up with it unfortunately I'd be so, I would be so out of my element in that kind of environment I wouldn't even know what to do I mean, because they they are exactly the kind of people who read your comic. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm have sure that they in are. Common, but as far as what they do for the, you know, their hobby or for a living, yeah. I, I, when I go to DefCon, I'm in the same boat. I still do. I run my own tech support company, and these people are so far out of my league. It's not funny because yeah. I am not a black hat hacker who spends twenty four seven three sixty five figuring out how to crack into systems. So I'm merely an observer when I go to these things. But there's a hell of a lot to observe there. So even if you weren't going to go there to present or to do anything, go there on the cheap just to. People watch, just, and, and, and that's a return on investment right there. It is to just, be marveled at. Just, just to marvel at it. And I would guess that a good 15%, maybe more, of the people who attend the conference are doing some sort of um, either penetration testing or uh, covert surveillance or hacking or, 
it's it's really an interesting. You're so sexy when you say penetration testing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I saw myself out of my own. That we we wound up at KublaCon for a couple hours uh, recently, uh, visiting a friend and. It's a it's a gaming con out out here in uh, the Bay Area. Board games, yeah, board game. I mean, you know, tabletop gaming kind of convention. Um, okay. And even that is they're my peeps. These are my peeps. But man, I am out of my element there. There is a whole subset well, that is just. If there's something know, so that we fun- as a tribe do well, we really do separate ourselves into little subgenres very very well. So I understand completely how you can. Be completely in your element, and then four steps later, be in a land whose customs you do not understand. And they were just yeah. one booth to the left. And there's so many, and, and I just found out there's so many board games that I've never heard of. Like, just ridiculously odd. What was the one we played? There was a, a board game we played where you kind of went around in a circle and molded shapes out of clay, and you had to guess what the other shape was. And it was. It, it had dwarves in it. It was a bizarre ghosts. game. I don't know. Just bizarre. Uh, you got me because I'm not a board, board fun, game I, geek either. Yeah, no, neither am I really. I mean, I, my my I think my nerdiest quote unquote nerdiest board game is that I have these. I have the Civilization board game. Um, I've only played it once, but you own it. It's bad. And anyway, uh, Comic Con sucks, and we're, <laughs> we're going to a convention. Uh, we actually kind of took this year off after that Comic Con because. More or less, yeah. We're just now recovering from it a year later, and um, so we kind of took this year off, and we're going to this year to Vancouver, Vancouver, the one Canada, up, the one up in Canada, the Canadian one. Um, for what's the name of it? For? Fanfare Fest or F three? I'm calling it F three. It's it's not a it's not an anime con. It's not a gaming con. It's a geek culture con. So and that's Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So. If you're going to be up anywhere near there and not going to PAX, please come by and see us because we'd love to see you. And and just just as a little bit of a geek out here, guess who else is going to be a guest? Do tell. Can we pay you to take him out? Here's the thing. I'm kind of afraid of the guy because from what I understand, I mean, I, I, I read a while ago, you know uh, low tax from something awful, right? Uh-huh. Okay. There was apparently a while back there a some kind of celebrity fight, whatever, uh, between Lotax and Uwe Boll. And okay. Uwe Boll beat the crap out of him. Like, just annihilated him. He can fight. <laughs> he's German. He's Germans. The Germans that know how to fight... The Germans, they do indeed, but all you need is a, a, a sniper rifle with a good scope, and you'll just, he'll never, he, he'll never see you coming. I'm just terrified to be in the same, the, the same, uh, the same space as the director of Blood Rain, huh. and Blood Rain 2, oh. and Blood Rain 3. It's the destroyer of franchises. Oh. <laughs> the enemy of all video game franchises. Well, especially if he listens to the podcast that we did recently for... For Fanfare for, Fest. For F3. Oh, we tore a new one on the interview <laughs> on their website. So um, we'll see. We might be dead after this. Yeah. So it might be, you know, if just, you know. Just from exposure. Dead, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just be more terrible after being at a convention with them. We'll walk in there and all of a sudden just have the ability to make bad movies. 
Just just absorbed into our skin. <laughs> kind of like the radioactive spider bite. This is the 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 aura of the Ue will just will just turn you into a bad director. I need to do a comic where, where it's it's exactly you know the, the newspaper Spider Man comics. I need to do a comic where mm-hmm. it is exactly that that exact uh, layout where it's Greg holding his hand after being bitten by a radioactive Ui Bull and Ui Bull is walking. There you go. Off. See, they just write themselves. See how that works. Oh. That is a wonderful thing. I would expect. I will expect the check in the mail. Um, actually. Yeah. Another webcomic that I read regular, regularly is called Sequential Art, and he did a rip on Uwe Ball where his storyline had taken a couple of his main characters into an area where like Cthulhu-like uh, creatures from the dark were being summoned, and he was doing a panel describing this one horrific monster and drew this dark shape, another one describing another terrible one, and the last one was this tiny little tentacled creature, and Uwe Ball, whose touch turns everything to poo. <laughs> so the the hatred of him seems to be pretty universal because that guy's out of the UK and I guess he's even closer to Uwe so probably even more contaminated by the boldness of him yeah. Ugh, be afraid and I've never afraid. seen I've never seen one of his films I just I know they're Please terrible God, don't do it yeah don't do it for the love of God steer away he's apparently doing a screening up there of the new Blood Rain one that's right so we'll see I may, I may have to go sit through it just to see how bad it is. We can heckle it. You'll be, be good. that. Be kind of yeah, you'll we be can make that. A... Oh, but don't you then need to balance it out by going to see Twilight? Oh! No. Oh, God. I, here's what kills me. Here's what kills me. My dad, who I, up until recently I thought was a heterosexual male, um, <laughs> had recently that he saw Twilight and enjoyed it. Yeah, he enjoyed it. And that he went and recently re- rented the uh, the second one. And uh, I just I don't understand how you could enjoy. I, I mean, look, I, everyone tells me the movie is okay. I don't understand how that could be remotely okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it breaks all the rules of vampire. God, I've been, I've been through this so many times. It's not okay. Yeah, we're not gonna get it's into not about vampires. It's not okay. Don't worry about it. And in fact, someone in the IRC is going, please, God, not again. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I have bitched about Twilight so much, I'm out of bitch for Twilight. That's amazing. For Which Greg, is, Greg is, is a master bitcher, so um, him being out of bitch is amazing. I have no more bitch. I don't, um, think, I don't think I've ever, ever seen him without bitch. <laughs> it can't <Wow>. be done. <laughs> Stephanie has tapped out your bitch reserves. Mm. Yeah. Sad day for the interwebs. Oh, rantathon. All I'm saying, Exhausting. All I'm saying, and that's what I've said, is that you know what? Unless vampires are getting killed or slain in some way, it's not worth my time. We've talked about up at that convention doing a screening of Human Centipede, though. We want to try to get that going. <laughs> in Why would though? you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's you know, horror flicks, and then there's that crap. Ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. And I hate you for bringing it up. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to come. I'm getting in the car. I'm going to come, and I'm going to kill you with fire, because it must be done. Okay. Speaking of things that we are capable of doing, though. Okay. We are capable of actually doing a live internet streaming broadcast while we drive to California. Because we've done that twice. Because we've done that before. <laughs> really? So you can't tell that we're not in the car at this point. 
You know, I can see how that would be possible. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, dangerous because awesome. I can. Oh no, no. The, the trick is you have someone else drive and you sit in the back seat. <laughs> oh, okay, you're not the actual driver in this scenario because you could do that too. Oh, That'd be no. funny to have a big like if you're stand out of your freaking mind. Over to his face as he was driving. A couple times. He he well, so was no, driving. Got, got, I was the one got, running the rig. Got the little got the little AC uh, AC converter, so I got phantom power for the microphone and mm-hmm. You dipshit, right. get out of my way! <laughs> I reach over and play a sound effect. Fuck off. <laughs> God, you douchebag! You do it as a team, and ideally the person who's driving is not involved with the radio show. I think we need to buy a van now, just so we have units. Also, Make sure it's a panel van with no windows with free candy written on the outside, because that's the real I, I, I said the joke first, douchebag. My <laughs> joke first. Nope, I talked over you. See see what I did there? See? Uh, let's see. Here's my drop in. No, no, here's my response to you. I don't know how to put this, but... Kind of a big deal. So there. Wow, this just got terrible really fast. <laughs> this is like two drinks. Well, you've now heard our show. <laughs> <laughs> We're up against the break anyway, so we will give the poor listeners a break. And when we return, Greg and I will have our throwdown with drop-ins. Oh, yeah. Gay sex. What you've been, but that's fine. Also gay sex. Win is such a subjective term, but I digress. And sometimes I divest and even diverge. Sex what? As to mouth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the love. And we got a little music a little music queued up here from Brew Guy. This song is called My Name is a Newbie. We'll be back right after this. God help us. moment ago, I'm only level nine or so, I'm hoping you can help me figure out what's going on, lots of people running around, don't know if they're lost or found, there's a naked guy dancing for all to see, who would do that, not me, well it's time to sing a song, and if you know it, why don't you sing along, here we go. At all the things I could be buying I asked somebody for some gold They said that they were broke I think they're lying I realize that I'm on the wrong continent So I best get to step in I hurry up on over to that big balloon Somebody called a Zeppelin Oh, 
I'm a casual. And I'm a hardcore. And if there's one thing that we can agree on, it's to listen to Versus the World Radio. VTWProductions.com And now, I'm going to kill you! No, I'm going to kill you! And Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio with me, Iolite, Greg, and Liz. Now, Greg, time during the music. Hello. <laughs> do go on. <laughs> what have I been doing? This is just gotten weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, not International so, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr, but it should be, baby. <laughs> Alright, well, buying spaghetti monster, you said you, what? You said you had some questions for us. Do you want to ask those so we stop talking about just random inane shit? Or? Which is what we do. I mean, we do very well at talking about random inane shit, but... Welcome to yeah. our radio show. Um, I'm sorry, did you expect me to have some kind of plan or an outline or something? Because I'm sorry if I set that expectation of like well, professionalism. I had, I had one, but no one listens to me, so... Who's talking? What? Who are we talking to now, Sybil? <laughs> Who am I talking to now, Sybil? Yes. Uh, so, yes, from the forums on Versus the World Radio, we have the deliberate troll questions as posted by True. Question number one. So, when is book two going to be done? Actually, not a troll question, because I do have a real answer to this one. Um, wow. those, those of you who do read my comic know that book two has been coming out for about two years now. Uh, about eight years. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> about eight years, considering I published book one God knows how long ago. But book two, um, I had a bit of a snag. So I'm self-financing this one to some degree, and... Uh, I, you know, I was waiting for pre-orders to come in to, to fulfill this sort of minimum order that I needed to get to and didn't quite get there. Um, so what what happened is, for a while there, I was just sort of lamenting it and trying to figure out how I was going to get the money together. Recently, we do, we are in talks. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say anything about it. Um, I'm still sort of figuring out the details, but we do have somebody who is going to help us foot the bill. Um, so what, what's going to happen is that very, well, not almost very, relatively shortly here, uh, book two will be printed and sent out to all the lovely people who have bothered to order a copy, and uh, <laughs> and then I will have that monkey off my back. Well, we're also in talks with another company who um, this doesn't have to do with book two, but it is, does deal with merchandise. Is going to start producing our T-shirts and sending them out themselves, so that we won't have anything to do with that. So um, because we're just really busy people, unfortunately. And don't have a lot of time to do shipping like we did um, a couple of years ago. Well, I'm working a full-time job now. So, you know, I, I get up in the morning at 7.30-ish, and I get home at around 6, and I have to do the comic and make dinner and do all the various different things that you have to do at home. And it's just not leaving a lot of time for, you know, handling store-type stuff. So we're, we're contracting with them, and they're... Oh, go ahead. So what you're saying is you have a real life? Do you see what I did there? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, bazinga. Do go on. Bazinga. Why do you steal all my jokes, bazinga. dude? Because <laughs> I'm a rat bastard that way. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this company will also, um, after we send out our initial books, we'll have control of the books and any figurines if we have them left over. And we'll be doing our T-shirts and all the sales after that because we just can't handle it. So they're going to handle all our fulfillment, basically. Uh, it's going to be really nice, and and they're going to do the t-shirts on demand, so we don't have to foot the bill for those. So you'll know that you'll get them. And- well, which means two things: a, you'll get them, and b, 
um, we'll be able to come up with more designs. Right. I mean, making T-shirt designs are actually a lot of fun, um, unless you have to pay for them up front. In which case, it's not as much yeah. fun. Holding on to a, t- uh, you know, we had we had to keep so much uh, space in our house for for just holding on to merchandise. It just got ridiculous. So. Well, ima- imagine us in a studio apartment um, when we were living in San Francisco. Uh, with boxes full of T-shirts that we were trying to package up in a studio. I mean, it was not a big place. Yeah. So Kinda almost every you question your life choices, doesn't it? It does. It did, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't think I'll ever be doing my own merchandise fulfillment ever again. And it was good when Greg was um, when we were living in Texas. Greg was able to do the comic full time, and um, then when we moved back, of course, the economy got worse, and um, he had to take on a new, you know, an actual job, and doesn't have the time that he once had dedicated to it when we first started with the figurines and the books and all that kind of stuff. So we've been playing a little bit of catch up, and it's been very, very dif- difficult. So that was probably a lot more, more detail than I was. <laughs> no, anyway, I'm, I'm just staggered that we've like actually released a, a genuine, legitimate news item on this show. So, congratulations! <laughs> it's the first. Well, don't congratulate us. Congratulate you. Breaking news! Amy, Amy, Amy. All right, next question <laughs> from the forum. I'll have to live with him. Hey, I love you. You're pretty. So, number two was when are we going to see one of your epic storylines again? Laws. Well, I have. Well, I won't say I have news on that front. I'm. I'm working on something. I'm not sure how epic it's going to be. I think. <laughs> in terms, of, it sounds funny, but I, there is something. I'm not sure how long of a storyline it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be anywhere near as long as the uh, the space station battle was. That was a long storyline. Um, but everyone loved. But it. I've. I've. I, sorry. Go ahead. But everyone loved it. They really did. And what was really fun about that one is that I kind of knew how things... You know, a lot of times I throw myself into storylines and I just kind of go. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> comic jazz. You know, I figure out where the next comic's going to be the next day and just kind of roll with it. But that one I had an outline. I had it more or less scripted. I mean, I knew where I was going with that one. And uh, what was really fun is to keep people guessing, not once, but twice, as to whether or not Tony was actually dead. <laughs> you know? All right. Uh, the comic were where Tony gets shot by by the female counterpart was great because people were losing their goddamn minds, and I just get off a web comic. <laughs> um, I just realized but, something that I totally forgot to mention earlier in the show. For those people who are listening live and have never really listened to Versus the World Radio before, there's a whole web chat going on uh, while this is happening, and I should have, you know, an hour and ten minutes ago, probably should have mentioned that you should go to vtwproductions.com and click on the chat button at the top of the page and choose text chat and log in so you can join us there and submit uh, suggestions and curses and generally you know abuse our way during the show. Sorry about that. Great Unless you get slits and then you can't get in there. So we shun story you. We, we, we shun you. I know. I noticed. I tried. I'm sorry. Is someone talking? Shun. <laughs> But but to answer the question, I do have a guy helping me out. I have a guy helping me out with some 3D models because uh, what I want to do requires a little bit more background art than uh, than I'm able to really draw reliably. So I'm having this guy um, do up some 3D models of of something, 
I'm not going to spill the beans on that, but once that's done, um, I'll start start work on it. Could be could be a two week comic streak. Streak could be three. I don't know. Three's pushing it. We uh, we await it with bated breath. And I just like saying that <laughs> phrase, bated breath, because no one talks that way. Next question from the forums: Predictable, really, coming from a mile away, and you can have your one word answer ready. Do you really have the master sword? Kill yourself. Ah, the drop-in war has started early. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the next question. I had that one prepped because I knew the question was coming. Uh, well, we, we did kind of warn you. But you know what? No, you know what? Know. No, I will. I will give the honest answer here. I will. I will. I will actually give a real answer. In that, in that, um, I only have ever seen one master sword replica that has ever been remotely worth looking at in terms of accuracy, and it's from a guy from the Isle of Man. <laughs> In uh, in in UK somewhere, uh, they, that, you know, I don't know if it's Ireland or Scotland, England or what have you, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's freaking. It's I think he's char. I mean, he he offered to do one, but unfortunately, it was something like six hundred pounds or something, and then which is a lot of fucking money. I mean, just a ridiculous That's amount of money. But now. well, it's it's it's. I think it's about um, I think about nine hundred right now because I think it's about a pound fifty to a dollar, oh, okay. or a dollar fifty That's to a better. pound. Yeah, it used to be two, when we went to England. It was two dollars per pound, and uh, that was not so fun. But yeah. um, yeah, anyway, he'll do it. Six. And it's it's a uh, it's a hundred percent accurate. But unfortunately, every other goddamn you know uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry <laughs> who puts up a fucking sword, I mean, just Dick, Dick, just Dick, who puts up a sword replica on the internet, apparently has never seen a picture of the Master Sword because it's just wrong it's not right the master sword isn't that thin it isn't that long and frankly it's not blue it is it's got it's a pewter it's got a red handle it's got a gold little eyelet it's not blue it's not made of plastic it's It's a fucking sword it's it's more sort of a bastard sword it's kind of short and squat and yeah that's what it's supposed to look like and nobody gets it right not a single other replica i've ever seen has gotten it right so, so I'm as soon not going to run into get... a, a replica that is reasonably priced and actually based on the master sword. You may actually own it. Exactly, and it's the same problem with the Buster Sword. People don't understand. Look, I, I know Cloud's Buster Sword is freaking huge. I understand that, but I'm not going to buy your product unless it's right. What's the point but in running a replica? It's a surfboard. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and, and and I've seen one that was close before, but it wasn't exactly right. You know, I used to I used to do some comics with a company called Swords Online, and they had one that looked okay, but when I actually saw it in person, it, it looked kind of like a piece of crap. You know, it's just it's really hard. For these- would like to know what Master Sword you're referring to. Oh, I'm referring to the Master Sword, the Master Sword from Link to the Past, the Master Sword. My. That's the, the the proper way to use the is it possible? The no. the 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 master sword. Not, I, not the Google. Not the Google. <laughs> it's the Facebook. Uh, what? You never see it in the game. I, mean, I know that a lot of people are thinking that the, the sort of definitive master sword is the one from Ocarina of Time. I disagree because I was a bigger fan of Link to the Past. I played that game through so many freaking times. It's not even funny, and. That the, the the real picture of it never really appeared in the game. I don't think in any you know. I think there was a one sort of cutaway scene where you sort of saw it, but 
in all the other materials for the game, all the promotional stuff, you saw a really clear picture of what the Master Sword is supposed to look like. And that's the one I consider to be the one in true Master Sword. Because I'm a stodgy bastard like that. You will be an honorary old fart before we're done with this show. Congratulations, Greg. I'm an honorary old fart now. You've not heard me bitch. (laughs) Bitching is what I do. Get off my lawn. That's my job. from, From the forums... This from someone whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Time and space travel aside, how real life are the comics really? And what kind of supernatural power does it take to keep going for almost a decade? Almost a That's decade. Well, said. over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> it takes... It, I didn't say the people on the forums were good at math. Um, well, you know, the, the, the time and space comics are fun. It, it's hard to say what is a hundred percent real because even you know even the stuff that is based on reality i've I've you know edited to some degree I think there's been one or two comics that have been just verbatim, and those are usually the ones where it's conversations between me and Liz in the car no, <laughs> a lot of times no, like some of them like the, oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god the Star Trek convention <laughs> see that was close, except I was calling Liz on the phone, yeah on my way to work, I said, Liz, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, there was the one that was like, what's this truck made out of? It's made out of truck. Oh, that's right. That one was verbatim. There's a couple that have been verbatim. It's it's more based on around conversations than it is about around happenings. I mean, I, I don't do much. I'm your average suburbanite guy. I go to work, I come home, I watch TV. I mean, what what <laughs> what room is there in there for, for true adventure to happen? But it's more, I consider it to be more based around real life. It's, you know... The characters of Tony and Dave are exaggerated greatly, but they're based around real people. You know, they're based around those people's real interests. And, and um, you know, obviously they don't really live with me, <laughs> you know, so that's not really true. But um, it's, it's more of just a, my way of sort of responding to the world around me. It's, it's uh, you know, my way of commenting on television that I like. So I, I watch a lot of TV. There's good TV out there. Um, it's, it's more of a commentary. It is a... Uh, journal. <laughs> well, it, there's a lot of um, journalistic things, though. You know, like uh, we often have things that happen in our real life. For example, you know, today's comic was about the fireworks on the Fourth of July, and yeah, you, yeah, you, oh, yeah, I saw that. Trying to, trying to school them about how the Flash doesn't actually take photos of things that are distant. And I still get people who haven't read the little. I posted another sort of follow up rant later to explain the the way Flash works. So I mean, well, as soon as I saw you espousing, you know, the virtues of the inverse square law, I thought I was reading XKCD there for a second, but then I came back to reality. <laughs> well, it's something people need to know. It's that light doesn't, you know, tra- it's not like you're not using a laser beam on top of your damn camera. There, it's a flash. It's it, it, subject to the normal laws of physics. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of physics, exactly. Frickin Here's your physics lesson. lesson freaking lasers on my freaking camera, but anyway. Lasers. And I'm, not, um, I'm not, a, not a physicist by any means. I just, I dabble. Actually, I think Greg's comics sometimes are, uh, especially like when Tony is around, he, Greg really tries to research the um, science that goes into some of these things. Yeah. I mean, obviously some of the stuff Greg can't know how it works because scientists don't even know how it works, but... Um, well, see, that's the, that's the wonder of a character like Tony is that you don't have to know how the science works. You just have to know that you shouldn't be able to do something. And then Tony explains why, well, that's that's for normal people. Yeah. You know. But I so, believe I mean, a little bit, uh, so. 
I would say about 50% of it's actual real life. Yeah, yeah that's probably fair. And the rest of it's inspired directly by real life, if not a verbatim recounting of your lives. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And what pisses finally, me off sometimes. Uh, had, go oh. ahead. I was going to say that sometimes, like, I will say something funny and Greg will make his character do it in the comic. And that always pisses me off. I don't do it that frequently. He makes frequently. my character seem I so bland. I do not do bland. it that frequently. And then, That's and then bullshit. My character is bland. You're so full of crap. Like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> no, bland. your character gets some yeah. of the some of the best sick burns. I, I, I will Thanks. argue that point to you because I, I see Liz getting getting the knife under Greg's ribs pretty regularly and I think it's absolutely awesome. Thank you for coming to my defense there. <laughs> this is something I've been saying for a while. But it pisses me off that like I, I will say something that's hilarious in real life because that's where I am. I'm hilarious in real life. But um, <laughs> anyway, so but then Greg will make his character say it. And it just pisses I don't me off. do that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Go fuck yourself. I, I believe we've we've helped to bring an end to yet another marriage on the air, my dear. Um, I think <laughs> <they're right. laughs> this is so how you know we love each other. This the, is how- the basis. I'm feeling the love. The, the love is, is definitely coming through the tubes at this point. Highlight <laughs> uh, has something from the IRC to ask you. Oh, it was just a question. One of, one of the questions was, what kind of shows do you like? You mentioned you television. To? What do you watch? What do you... Oh, yes. Sort of well, let's see. Uh, Lost is off the air now, obviously. So that was one of them. Chuck. Chuck. I fucking love Chuck. And I know it's going to be isolated. They're going to take that and be like, ah, Greg Dean loves Chuck. <laughs> But um, ah, uh, I like guys. It's a great show. We'll make, we'll, uh, we'll make like, a, a drop in out of that. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, and it's just it's 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 fun without taking itself too seriously. We watch a lot of House. Now say cock so they can just cut it together. So it says I love cock. <laughs> I'll just say it. I love you, Liz. Robbing cock. I'm a big fan of just I I love eating penis. Mm, um, yummy. <laughs> In case you were thinking I was talking about a chicken. No, I'm talking about man-dong, okay? Big fat dick. <laughs> wow. This is so Sorry. different to our regular family-rated I, I, show I, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Two um, drink minimum show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what? It's the internet. What do you really have to be afraid of, right? Retribution from the station owners. But hey, don't mind me. I'll be in the car. I thought you said that we could do this. We would have, we would have tried to be our clean we selves. We could have cleaned it up a little said, bit. You said we were fine. It's yeah, a joke, kid. It, 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 is, it's, it is what it is. We're all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. So I'll get you in trouble. I don't want for comedic effect. So do whatever the best drink. And then, and then they'll care. be off the air next time. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly, this, possibly. Yeah. But it won't be your fault. <laughs> so, um, do you catch Big Bang Theory then? Love Big Bang Theory of Mother... Um, How I Met Your Mother. You yeah. like the good guys right now. The good that's a new one that's on, and if you're not watching it, you really should be. It's the good guys, and it has Colin Hanks, and I can't, can't remember his name, but he's the guy who played West Wing. Dan, well, from West Wing, but I remember more as Danny from uh, um, Studio 60. Sixty, which was a show that was cut down in its prime, in my opinion. But, um, but we also like uh, we just got into Mad Men. Mad Men's great. Office. Um, Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock. Um, what else have we gotten into recently? Oh, Eureka's coming back. Eureka's yeah. coming back. My favorite is Psych. I don't know. Psych. That's my favorite. White collar. Yeah, I like white collar. Um, I, I can't think of anything else. 
True Blood. We love True Blood. Oh, fuck yourself. We love some True Blood. Choke on a dick. I love Popsicle Tea. (laughs) Why? Over Burn Notice or True Blood? True Blood. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, Greg's I'm sensing a similar a similar dynamic in your household to our household regarding True Blood, because my honey loves her some True Blood. No, I, I don't just like True Blood. Being in the room while she watches it. Okay, true, just true, checking. True Blood. We watched a little bit of it. We watched a little bit of it because Greg's dad was. I, I don't know. I guess he's gay for vampires. But <laughs> oh, he, someone mentioned it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I have oh yeah, that. always sunny in Philadelphia. That's a good one. Um, anyways, he. We watched it, and all the fangs look like they have white popsicle sticks sticking out of their mouth. Have you noticed that? Just sharpened popsicle they are, sticks? They're a bit much. They seem like, to are be, they the, the whole biggest fact fucking that they're like fangs No, they look like somebody stuck pops Like when you were a kid, you stuck popsicle sticks in your mouth. That's what they look like. I've really never seen a convincing vampire fang done in any kind of broadcast media, so I'm I'm equally laughing at all of them because they all... Kind of look a little crazy to it's not broadcast. That's a that's a oh. cinematic, and they know how to do it because yeah. they have the money. Interview with vampire is good. That's as far as we should just do a vampire thing where we stick those plastic vampire teeth in and do it that way. Delivering dialogue is a little bit of a challenge. I like that they all talk with a drawl too. Catherine, yeah. Louisiana. Well, I know, but they're all trying to talk, talk with a southern drawl with these big fucking fangs <laughs> sticking out of their mouth. That's got to be painful. Anyway, I think so, the uh, only yeah, good no, special effect, fang special effect I've ever seen was uh, in one particular episode of maybe it was Angel. It was one of the Joss Whedon productions, and he did mm-hmm. a really good job of the fangs coming out with the David Boreanaz actor. One one episode you said or done really. Yeah, no, really. It was literally only once. It was. I, I think they got a special guy to do that effect, and then they used it in the uh, um, credits. Over the and over credits, and over and over and over. And over, and over. Realize this is the good shot. Use this one. This is the only well, good, good shot we ever get this for this effect. We pay for this. We better get money out of it. God damn you! Anyway, we we watch some TV. We watch all. It's and only thanks to TiVo because we wouldn't be able to watch, watch all the stuff live. Yeah. You know. See, uh, I, you're you're talking to a, a, a massively early adopter of TiVo, and I, I really had to sell the idea to my honey here. No, you didn't. All you had to say was, "I want it for my birthday." Yeah. And then you <laughs> got it, and then you saw it in action. Then you understood. Oh. He says See, we were. I want this for my birthday. Well, we we got it in 2004. It wasn't really T. Well, it was TiVo at the time. It was with DirecTV. The the actual receiver had TiVo, but I didn't get it until then because it wasn't offered. F- for a low, low price of five dollars a month or whatever it was, you know, I can't afford it as the box. I think it was two thousand three. Uh, maybe I had to, you know, we had to get it as the add-on to the receiver because I can't afford to go pay three hundred dollars, whatever it was, for the box. Right for the freestanding version. We had it. Hey, yeah. I don't know when we got TiVo. Oh. It was before Nathaniel like, was born. Oh yeah, no, it was, it was when it was they like, released it. Yeah, and it was really early. It was, it was back when you had to choose between replay TV. Yeah, that that was a while ago, people, because they don't exist no more. And TiVo, and we went with the first gen, ridiculously short record time TiVo because <laughs> it was a TiVo. As if I think it was a forty hour. Something's ridiculously yeah. short like that. Yes, <laughs> not nearly enough. Fifteen hours. No, well, not by today's standards by any stretch, but. 
this is in the day of two terabyte hard drives these days where it's like, storage? You need more storage? Here, give me five bucks. Here's another terabyte. Have a nice day. <laughs> Which we're all very happy for. It's a great time to be a Greek. What, what other questions? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I believe that was the end of the ones from the forum, and conveniently enough, that brings us up against our final what? break. Don't we have the Bernard Pivot? That comes. That's next. That's next, after the break. Next segment has now become the throwdown of the drop-ins because we got rolling on this segment and the uh, Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot questionnaire. Questionnaire. I'll, I'll be. I'll get my Lipton on during this this last break here, <laughs> and I'll get you full face. I expect. A, I expect a passable Im- impression. Most excellent. Okay, I'll just work on that. <laughs> He's really going to try. You are listening, uh, possibly. I hope not. Uh, what? It's absolutely stunning. See, that's a good lip. But anyway, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> we'll be back right after this musical interlude brought to us by Bill Shaw. This song is called Patch Tuesday. We'll be back right after this. Don't lose heart Cause 
next Tuesday, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, there may only be a 15-minute rolling restart. Say no wise. Hey, Octail. When you're not inventing or engineering some brand new explosive device that's going to destroy half of the world, what do you do with your free time? I listen to Versus the World Radio at vtwproductions.com. And you're a racist. And Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio. We are into our final half of the show. Wait a second. One, two, three. Anyway. <laughs> so, is awesome. there something you... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for completely disrupting my uh, whole presentation. Congratulations. Oh, you're welcome. You win. Such a whore. You are so very I welcome. I will find you, and I will kill you. Anytime. <laughs> you can could, could actually just keep me on retainer for future shows, so I can just interrupt whenever you start things. <laughs> I can interrupt with a with an interesting. We'll talk after the show. There could yeah. be a <laughs> conversation. All right, finish so, your spiel. It's fine. Are you guys ready for your uh, drop in drop in war? How are we judging the winner of this drop in war? I think the only true judges will have to be the women's because no, you know, in, no, a, no in, a, a, in a drop in war, there are no winners. <laughs> this is true. The only winning move no, is not to play. And collateral damage. <laughs> Alright. That's right. On your mark. So it's up. As as the, as the visitor, I, I give you first crack, Greg. Go. Alrighty then. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Twenty seconds to comply. There's a 68.71% chance you're right. Adam, the police officer said you need to drink more. <laughs> What's the one thing you desperately want to see go into my mouth? Way to go, a-hole! That's a pretty good trick, Doc. But can you do this? Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. I counter. <laughs> That's so wrong, but I counter with a no go. Houston, we have a problem. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. And yeah. You're gonna get paid in rape dollars. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. This is where you pucker up and kiss my ass. 
I might be dangerous. It could work! Kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. Complaining is all I have left. No! The answer's always gonna be no. I wear no pants. I wear no pants. I wear, I wear, I wear, wear no, wear. The president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? Are you smoking crack? <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Seven inch PS. But what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, wait. I'm having one of those things. You know, a headache with pictures. An idea? Mm -hmm. You handsome, sophisticated, hyper-intelligent, smelt, well-read, sparkling, salty, olive-complected, full-head-of-haired man! You gotta be kidding me! And now, angry ticks fire out of my nipples! <laughs> All this computer hacking is making me thirsty. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. No one will ever love you. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Yes! I am a god! I cast magic missile. I can't read your crazy mood language! Hitler, it seemed like a good idea. I reject your reality and substitute my own. From producer Christopher Lloyd Webber comes Marty McFly, Superstar. Good news, everyone! <laughs> where's me drink? Oh, where's me drink? Get in my belly! <laughs> We're getting down to the, the wire here. <laughs> what else you got? I'm, I'm running out, sir. We actually have a lot more, but he just didn't have. I, I wasn't. Him. I wasn't prepared for such a drawn-out drop-in war. I, so I'm that not means sure the listeners are actually that interested in this having a <laughs> You win. Again, is that your brain? Nothing. Elizabeth, tell him what he's won. Nothing. Unlike what Elizabeth says, he's actually won a copy of our home game. <laughs> Drop in war. Sadly, it's the running. <laughs> <man>. Parker <laughs> Brothers. This is when you would play the seven-inch penis <laughs> one. <laughs> Why but I did down in size. I'm not touching that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help that one here. <laughs> So you are supposed to quality that. home entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're all about here. Family, family, home entertainment. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was entertainment part of this? I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that either. I'm sorry, entertained, guys. and that's all that matters. Mm. Oops. It's all Oopsie. about you. Oh, God. It is indeed all about me. 
All right, before we wrap this up, time for me to get my Lipton on <clears throat> and hit you with the... Lipton what? He's trying to get his lips on... Seven-inch what? <laughs> See, with that sound alone, Liz, you can stay. Because you just proved a whole bunch of stuff about yourself that, oh, mm, worth <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. Uh, yes, thank you, Jane. <laughs> right. dun, dun, dun. So we have the questionnaire from Bernard Pivot. And popularized by James Lipton on Inside the Actors Studio. It's also known as a convenient way to get interesting answers from interesting people and pad out the length of the show. I'm sorry did I say that with my out loud voice. And we're going to ask them separately. Oh, but of course. Yes. So are we gonna so, do are we gonna do Liz first or me first or independently? Liz first, we'll do five minutes. We'll Say do, again? But we'll do with <laughs> within each within each question. I'll do Liz first and then you. So first, Liz, what is what is your uh-huh. favorite word? Oh, uh, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> uh, it's part of the fun. Uh, fuck. We didn't get the favorite curse word. No, that's just my favorite word. It is a pretty good it, word, it, but I'm going to have to go. It can be both. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Zamboni. Mm, Zamboni is a good one. Zamboni. That is a great word. I like that. Zamboni. All right. He just likes saying it, ladies and gentlemen. All Zamboni. Right, so switching it up so that Liz has some advance warning this time. Greg, what is your least favorite word? <sighs> no. Liz, no what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word is no. Um. <laughs> Didn't work. Fart really. nozzle. <laughs> fart nozzle? No, no. You like fart nozzle. That's uh, a good one. No, I don't like fart nozzle. I don't like, um, I don't like cunt. Hmm. That is, that is oh, a like universally decried word, so you're in good company there. Liz, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, creatively, uh, it's, you know, other artists uh, turn me on, I guess. They inspire me. They get me going, get my juices going, if you know what I'm talking about. Bong. And um, uh-huh. spiritually, uh, nothing, really. Just, I, I I love art. I love seeing art. I love creating art. Um, pretty much that's about it. I love theater. Greg, what? Yeah. Excellent. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Just keep talking. You just keep going and going. Tuesday I'm sorry, were there other people here, Liz? I don't know. It's just, it is all about us. Oh, hi, babe. How are you uh, doing? <laughs> Greg, so, what turns you on creatively? <laughs> what creatively, you on? I like, I really like stumbling onto some new way of telling a story or something that, that literally has not been done before. I get a kick out of that. It happens from time to time, but very, very frequently. When you when you have that idea and you just say, "No one has ever done this," the aha moment. So the, yeah, the aha. I love the act aha of creation moments. really gets you, you gets you going. No, 
as an artist, sometimes you just get that click in your head where the light bulb goes on and everything kind of just falls into place. And it's an amazing yeah. feeling. When you when I sit down and do a comic and it's just like I'm when I'm laughing the entire time because it it may, you know and it, when it's making me laugh while I'm drawing it, that's what I love. Yeah, I, 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 it's hard to explain that aha moment and when everything kind of falls into place and it's perfect and you just feel like you're a rock star. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 an amazing feeling. I get high off of it. <laughs> Someone like said you drive like, for. Uh, dinosaur in the in the IRC said, "Like when you find a new way to masturbate." Oh, that's a different aha moment. <laughs> oh, aha! Oh, hey! hey. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think that place was sensitive at all. <laughs> oh God! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think, I think we need new batteries for that, dear. My um. plugs into the wall. I don't know about you, battery. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough amperage there. But I digress. Greg, what turned you off? Very little. I'm always ready to go, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, back if we're talking again about creatively or, or what have you, um, I would say just criticism for, for no real reason. I, I get a lot of people who, um, you know, I'm doing this for free, and a lot of people just email like they're entitled to something, and it's, it's really hard to keep going when someone berates you for doing something or, or, or tells you you suck. I, I, I've gotten past it, but it's really tough to get told you suck for no reason, just out of the blue, you know? Or people that, so, that critique your comic, you know, it's... Yeah, it's like... They're I, like, oh, I, it would have been funnier if I, you had written it this way. It's yeah, like, oh, but you didn't I know write I'm, it. I know I'm not above criticism, but, you know, I'm doing this for free. <laughs> Enjoy it or it don't, but like- don't... Groundless, groundless negative criticism turns you off. Yeah, neg- I guess negativity in general. I'm not a negative guy. I like the bitch, but it's not like I'm not like, well, this is crap, and I hate everyone that does it, and I want to bring them down. I don't, you know, positive positivity is great, and negativity just dr- sucks me dry. I can't stand it. So do I. Long. <laughs> so is that is that is that? <laughs> let's let's go with negativity, Liz. What? Final answer: <laughs> negativity. I'm sorry, what? Is this your final answer? Liz, Liz, what turns you off? Greg's penis. Oh! <laughs> no, I guess douchebags. I hate douchebags. She's not talking about people. She's talking about bags of douche. Yeah, I don't like those either. Anything with the term oh, yeah. douchebag coined to it. I, I just, I hate retarded people. <laughs> I hate a lot of things. A lot of things turn me off, I guess. We can just be here all night with me listing off the things I hate. So let's move on. Well, we we can move on to one you almost already answered, which is Liz. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, um, it's it's an easy one. Asshole. I like asshole too. Really? Yeah. More than fuck. Mm, fucking asshole. Can yeah. I make it a? Two words. Yes. Fucking asshole. Compound words yeah. are absolutely acceptable. If, if it's what comes to mind when you feel the need to curse about something. Yeah, fucking asshole. That's good. I, I literally just okay, like combining them. You, son of a fuck. Um, fuckwit. Fuckwad. Dipshit. Dipshit's a good one. Dipshit is a good one. Um, dumbass, obviously. God, there's so many. I can't pick one. Come dumpster. 
<laughs> I don't use that one quite as often, but that's a good one. <laughs> I thought I was going to use that one. It's really tough to beat fuck. Yeah, it's a good... It's, it's one you can just draw out. You you know, when something happens, you just go... It's a classic. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, God. Ow. Fuck. Remember you have that super sensitive mic? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just cough into it. I apologize. Fuck! <laughs> Welcome to the new condenser mic. <laughs> But never fucking cunt. Okay, moving on. Never. <laughs> no. Moving on to something a little less in-your-face offensive, but... Let's about that. Greg, what... Greg, what sound or noise do you love? Liz, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, the window rolling down. You can do just... <laughs> <laughs> Immediately following Greg's favorite sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, Liz, what sound or noise do you hate? Because <laughs> <laughs> she has to hear it. So you didn't awesome. see that coming. <laughs> uh, Greg, what sound or noise do you hate? Anything rattling around in the back of the car when you're on a long trip. That drives oh, me out. Oh, yeah. Mine. He's actually talking about a drug trip. I thought trip. you were going to say the sound of the window rolling down. <laughs> no. No, that's the sound of victory. <laughs> uh, Greg, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, God, so many. Radio DJ. Um... Greg is Radio really DJ, attempt. whatever gave you that idea? Bing bong, it's five past the hour here on WKFM Radio. WKFM? I just it has up. all of them. WKFM. <laughs> sure. KWFM, WKFM. Yeah, WVTW Radio. I'm your host, you Greg Dean, here on with Morning Five. Greg has never really went to college for something specific except for the culinary school stuff <laughs> because he could never decide what he wanted to do. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard for him. And 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 after being in the culinary school, I know that I, I know for certain one thing: I do not want to be a chef. <laughs> <laughs> it taught you. It taught you. Yes, I did learn something. That, that's for sure. So, Liz, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Actress. That's what I was studying before I decided to go into graphic design, and I'd still like to be an actress. And Liz, what profession other than your own would you absolutely not want to be involved in? Uh, sewage treatment. <laughs> that was a and gimme. And your aversion to raw human waste. Greg, what other mm-hmm. what profession other than yours would you absolutely not want to be involved with? Ooh. BDSM. <laughs> Is that really a profession, though? <laughs> yeah, it's the old profession. A professional uh, I think people make money at it. Accountant. Mistress. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that would suck. And finally, Greg, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? It's cool, man. I know all that shit you did. <laughs> Come on in. And Liz, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? So, you know all those people that went to church every Sunday? (laughs) Yeah, that was a total joke. Just come on in. (laughs) 
We've got beer. We've got beer. Show starts in five. The green room's over there, and it's stocked <laughs> with beer. Excellent. All righty. So we can go as long as you like, but to, traditionally we kind of wrap it up around this point. And, and someone's actually really? pounding on our door. Our seven-year-old, I think. <laughs> Greg and Liz, you have any parting shots for our lovely live listening and podcast listening audience before we edit the hell out of this episode? I mean, before we record this. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm feeling love. I'm feeling and love, I love guys. you. What? Thanks, guys. We will catch you on the miracle of the internets and watch the front page of vtwproductions.com for the announcement of our next episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. We the hell are out of here. Until we meet again.